0: Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups and my special guest today is Ashley Graham and her co-worker the cat right behind her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: that's, that's actually the dog thank you for oh, having that,
0: That's me. the dog I can't I'm yeah. Like,
1: that's actually the dog I did warn you I'm like he'll probably pop in at some point.
0: <laughs> oh yeah I couldn't see around the chair there. Hey tell tell the Rising Tide a little bit about Ashley Graham.
1: Yeah, so I am originally from St. Charles, Missouri, so we're both Midwesterns. Yeah. Um but I Don't currently me. reside <laughs> I currently reside out in San Diego, California. And it's kind of overcast right now, but typically we have very beautiful sunny weather and it's Labor Day weekend, so you know, after this podcast we're going to be going out and having some fun. So um, but on the business front, I have been running my own brand communications company for the last three and a half years. It's called Brandeso. Um And I'm sure you've done some research. I don't know if you've been able to put the whole coffee branding thing together. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I kind of go very uh elaborate on the whole coffee theme as I think coffee is not only a product, but it's a lifestyle and it's what keeps us creatives going. So um it was very important to me to kind of bring that together and I've been having fun with it ever since.
0: Well, I'm glad that you clarified because as I was looking at it initially, I thought is it Brandesso or Brandiso? Or and then I thought, no, of course it's Brandesso because yep. of the connection. But I raised my cup to you as uh, <laughs> Middle of the interview, and now I'm going to get out of the way and let you share your story. But tell us a little bit about Brandesso and and what the focus is.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I'm in a transition period at the moment. Um, You know, I love everything about brand development, everything about, you know, brand building from the copy, the messaging, the design, the aesthetics, all of it. Um, so I think as a new entrepreneur, when you're going out and starting a business, you have very high aspirations of kind of really digging in and everything working out in the beginning, but that's not the reality of the situation. So I kind of had to pull away from a lot of the brand development and focus on one niche of it. And that's focusing more on the communication side. So um, I believe that the specialty lies with, you know, creating content that puts brands and businesses in their best light um, and then putting the community engagement on it to really get the conversation going with your ideal audiences and garnishing some publicity and attention from other outlets influencers. And yeah.
0: So what's the kind of the, the, intersection of expertise and education and experience and so walk us through the kind of the process or walk us through the timeline of how you arrived at this point I mean from you know like I said education previous work experience that where does that all intersect
1: yeah so um I guess just like taking it like real history wise um I don't know. It's like my, I feel like my path has, it's always been pretty consecutive in marketing, but obviously, you know, things arise, you have to kind of jump into a few things just to get your feet wet. But I guess if we're putting an emphasis on marketing, I always believed that I was going to be in marketing. And I do have um, one of my uh, high school teachers who (laughs) I'm still very connected with. Um, and I'm going to give her a little shout out because she just, um, reached out to me on LinkedIn and we realized that we weren't connected on LinkedIn. And she's like, I still talk about you till this day. I've been like gone from Missouri and graduated for over 11 years now. So that's how like long we've been able to stay in contact. Uh, but she wants to bring me in to talk with her college students on a live, uh, video series like this as well. Oh, great. And I think that that's really exciting because. You know, again, I was a junior going into my senior year of high school, and I just knew that marketing was kind of like my my focus. It was something that I was naturally good at, um, which led me into joining a organization called DECA, which I think is more popular on the Midwest and the East Coast. I don't think it's so much tapped in on the right. West Coast, but it was an organization specifically for high school students who were going into colleges that did career coaching. Um, career counseling, trying to figure out exactly what avenues of their career that they wanted to get into. So I was the secretary of my school's division. And so I was out there competing. Next thing you know, I'm winning like third place in a retail division in the state of Missouri. And which led me into going to the Art Institute for Fashion Marketing and Management. So, okay. All right.
0: yeah. so, so it was a pretty consistent path through kind of the marketing space. And so how did you, you, you touched a little bit maybe on the PR side of things too. How did you, how did you arrive at kind of, that's where I want to focus more is in the PR side?
1: I want to say the real introduction into wanting to focus on PR was from running my own like online blog and it's not like this blog reached you know a high level of success you know i taught myself a lot of seo and what i needed to do of writing long form content to be you know seo optimized to actually build my own web traffic because you know when you're starting a blog you're i mean you're literally coming from scratch and not only are you having to factor in you know, the content itself, but you're having to add photography and videography to give it that extra appeal as to why you, you should keep somebody engaged on the piece. Um, and then from there you filter it into social media. And at the time, this was back in, you know, 2013, 2014, when influencer marketing was starting to become a real big thing. And, I was getting pitched from other PR agencies of having to write uh, reviews about their clients products or writing about events. So I was quite the social butterfly at the time I was going to restaurants and I was getting to eat and drink for free <laughs> to take photos and like write Great about job. it on the blog. I know it was, it was awesome. and. I don't know, just everything about all of those interactions just like really resonated with me. And so there was always this inspiration to be on the other side of it. So after a few kind of like more of corporate position jobs, I was like, I want to really explore my creative expression in the creative, you know, marketing side. So I went and got an agency job, understood more of the PR aspect. And that's where I really found like my calling in the PR space.
0: So, were you also doing like work on the side? We kind of had did your side hustle going at the time so you could easily transition from, say, the corporate side of things to, to working on your own? Or did you just kind of go cold turkey and say, one day I'm walking out on Friday and Monday I'm on my <laughs> own?
1: Um, yeah, the transition into all of it wasn't as like perfect like that. Um, it never to is. Be, you know,
0: <laughs> if, if I mean, it is, they lied.
1: To be like completely honest, I was working a commercial real estate job and I was their marketing director. So I was overseeing everything of the marketing. I was actually, you know, designing the offering memorandums, which Mm -hmm. is essentially a pitch deck of what you have to present to the property investors on, you know, the projected numbers of how the property is going to do in the market over a five, 10 year projection. But then I was also out there taking pictures of the properties, having to edit them, making them look really beautiful, you know, to appeal to an investor. So I was doing a lot, you know, in that position. And I think just because of the drive that I had, they wanted to transition me into being an associate, which meant I would have lost my, my safety like salary, no. which was something completely new to me. And that kind of scared me a little bit. So I literally went through this whole like brain dumping session of like, okay, so if I'm transitioning into this role, what is something that I can do to have some, you know, some steady income or, you know, some money coming in. Sure. And that's essentially why I thought of Deso in the first place was I was like, okay, what can I do from a freelancing perspective on the side to, you know, make some extra money that way. If for any reason that, you know, transition were to happen, I would feel safe that I had, you know, something else kind of in the works with it. Um, But then I decided I didn't want to go the real estate route at all and just went into the PR route.
0: (laughs) And I mean, if Brandessa didn't work out, at least you would have good coffee somewhere intermingled in the... the...
1: Exactly. I mean, I would have had a great brand, like the name itself. So at least I would have had a name.
0: (laughs) Who needs revenue when you have good coffee? Right. That's exactly right. So you and I are going to step onto an elevator. We're going to go up 10 floors. You've got 45 seconds. Give me your your best, you know, elevator pitch of Brandesso and what it could do (laughs) for my company.
1: Yeah. So Brandesso is a modern day brand communications company that can help influential brands build their authority through caffeinated strategies and communications through social media and media outreach.
0: So can you unpack the caffeinated part of that? Because (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love the concept, but what does that that specifically mean? Other than the fact that, Hey, we just like coffee together.
1: So again, when I say like coffee is not only a product, I think it's a lifestyle. And when I get to talking about the branding of Brandesso, and obviously, you know, the, any business is a derivative of the person, the face behind it. Right. So I approach my brands and I approach my business as, as the same way as I approach my work is I am an extremely passionate driven person that if I need to achieve a certain goal like I will do whatever I need to do to get there which maybe in the beginning requires a lot of coffee and it requires a lot more time and attention so it's more so of the the tenacity and the drive that's put towards actually accomplishing what needs to be accomplished that's kind of where the caffeinated part comes from. Because, you know, say for instance, on a Saturday morning, (laughs) you wake up at like 7.30 and you're like, oh, I'm not really feeling it. Well, then you get that caffeine in you and you're just like, oh my gosh, I can seize the day. I'm going to go out and get all of my errands done. It's, It's more of just what you're willing to apply to the work, you know, to get it done. So,
0: and then you have the perfect storm of a crazy podcast host that asks you to get up on a Saturday <laughs> morning early on the west coast on a holiday weekend to do an interview. What if, and you're gonna need a triple shot of espresso. <laughs> uh,
1: I was like, Yeah, I actually have not had coffee yet this morning, so I'm like, I think I'm doing pretty good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, tell us how's it been? I mean, so Brandesso was launched what how long ago.
1: It was March of 2016.
0: Oh, so walk through kind of the, the, you know, the ups and downs of, of maybe the last two to three years of, of, you know, after the the launch and, and maybe how you pivoted, you know, if there's one or two kind of major pivot points that you've had in the, I mean, I'm sure you have, not I'm sure you, you you can still pull out your business plan and say, Hey, we did everything exactly <laughs> like that. revenue projections were perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're only people, person in the universe that did that, but yeah. So, walk us through that.
1: So i I'm actually in a really big pivot point right now currently. Um, so I think one of the biggest changes that I needed to make, and I want to thank, you know, a business coach that I was working with that kind of actually got me to this point. But I think going into the whole aspirations of going out and starting your own thing, like you get so stuck in this visionary, mindset of like, okay, here's exactly where I want to be in five years. And so you think that you can accomplish everything in the beginning, which is not the reality of the situation. So one of the biggest changes that I had to make was instead of focusing a lot of, you know, being able to bring everything to the table, uh, focusing on, you know, the one specific niche of what you're good at. So just to give you an idea, I was trying to offer way too much. I was trying to help, you know, businesses build their your, their websites because I'm a, a WordPress nerd. I, <laughs> you know, I made it a point back in my blogging days that I really wanted to understand, understand WordPress and I definitely got to that point. But, you know, WordPress is its own, you know, heavy entity. And if you're trying to also help somebody build out their their SEO and trying to help them build out their content calendar res- Content calendars for social media, but then also trying to help them with their PR. Reality, you know, you're going to experience a lot of burnout. And that's exactly what happened with me. Sure. So, pretty recently, within the last two months, I've made the decision to kind of step away from the branding side, but just focusing more on the communications of really helping people build out really good content that can be, you know, transcribed through social media and then some other like outreach tactics. You can still get the whole brand emphasis across, but I'm not overstretching myself of trying to do everything for everybody.
0: I mean, it sounded like to me you just traded bosses,
1: yeah. I mean, you,
0: you went from your commercial real estate boss to whoever you were working for on a client side of things, and you were just, you know, once again, kind of trading, you know, hours for dollars,
1: yeah, exactly. So much,
0: and not much. so. What was uh, was there a like an epiphany or an aha moment that you could look back and you could say, yeah, wow, that was it. I was laying face down on the you know on my living room floor. The cat was on my back. Oh, and, you know, so I'm, I'm like going, I cannot do this anymore.
1: I'm like, I think I've had a lot of aha moments in a very <laughs> short period of time. So it's really hard to keep up with all of them. Um, I don't know. I just. Again, I think it's easy for, you know, entrepreneurs, especially if they're if you're still not working with other team members who you can kind of like delegate things to. It's really easy to get stuck in the people-pleaser mentality. Sure. Um, and so that was really hard for me to step away from because it's like I have the experience, I have the history, and so going from being the perfect employee to actually being the expert was one of the biggest mm, uh, hurdles that I point. had it was one of the biggest hurdles that I had to get over. And I mean, I had people on the sidelines being like, Ashley, like, you're so good in PR. Why aren't you just focusing on that? And I don't know what it was, call it stubborn or call it like, I was still stuck in this, like, you know, vision that I had been focusing on for so long. Um, I think it's a mixture of both of them, but, um, I just finally decided to take, you know, the, The feedback that I was getting from people who were watching on the sidelines, it's not that they needed to be in the business itself with me. But I think a lot of people can see your potential and see where your strong suits lies because they watch and they follow along and they become engaged. And so I finally was like, well, I got to listen to what people are telling me and what the crowds want. So I decided Mm -hmm. to make the jump. So with that being said, I am in the process of working a personal, a personal brand through Ashley Graham, which is called your brandista. So still the barista of brand publicity and brand communication. So still having an emphasis on the coffee, but more so of like doing education and consulting in a sense of actually helping you build the content and knowing how to execute it. So something that I'm going to be experimenting with through the rest of this decade and and into next year. (laughs)
0: Was there do you think it was a little bit where you know you could kind of see the writing on the wall that you needed to maybe niche down in some areas but was there a little bit of fear that says if I niche down too far I will limit my market I I won't generate revenue I'll I mean what was that of kind of an internal battle that was going on even though you were kind of hearing this externally
1: Oh absolutely Um, I think, and this is where I think the, the belief system lies that I am working on, you know, you know, building towards a different perspective. But for me, I felt the more that I can offer someone that meant more value and meant more money for me, Mm, which it's like, it's not necessarily, you know, offering more, it's focusing on one thing and understanding the true value of that and following that one path. So I want to say that that was a a belief system and a belief pattern that took a, a bit to kind of <laughs> nurture and all, sure. obviously like leave to the sidelines.
0: Well, as you're, as you look back, I mean, when you're, when you made your transition kind of into doing your own thing is, was there one person that was kind of further down the road, you know, from where you were that you could really kind of pinpoint and you could say they were really a, a person that I kind of kept in my in my sights as a as an inspiration or you know some person online that was doing something maybe in a similar space is there one person that you could just kind of pinpoint
1: um, nobody that I can specifically pinpoint at this moment I think that there were a few different people that maybe I would like keep my eye in them a few Mm -hmm. like every now and then, but I've, I'm the kind of person or call it like shiny objects or like squirrel moments. But it's like, if I pay attention way too much of what's going on outside of my business, I, and I think we just have a tendency to either like get into comparison mode and start comparing to be like, okay, well here's me against this person. We're doing the exact same thing. Why haven't I made it to that level yet? So, and I, I, look at everything from a, a psychology perspective that I'm just like, I don't want to compare because I am still very passionate and very in love with the work that I do and where I want to take it that I try to just, you know, put my blinders on and like right. really hone in on what I need to do because ultimately we know the next steps that we need to take.
0: So I, I don't, I don't want to kind of beat the dead horse here, but I think this is such an important point that you just made about, you know, the idea of, you know, not falling into the comparison trap, you know, you can fall in, you know, then you're suddenly your imposter syndrome sets in and all these, these things, these, the battle of the mind and, you know, that that's going on. But is there, is there something to be said about looking at people in your, in your sphere or in your area that are area of, of, uh, you know, your specific industry that you could say, I could take pieces from, how they do their website or the content that they provide or the way they brand themselves or the way they, you know, or, or how their, their lead magnets are or their you know, their, their funnels into their offers or whatever. I mean, there are just little pieces that you can pick up without falling into the comparison trap.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. Do you want a, like an example of maybe where I've been able to garnish some inspiration from others? That's this. In is the industry? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you know putting an emphasis on the content um I've definitely been experimenting like really getting creative and just like not I think and this is one of like the downfalls I think about because so much noise that there is on social media like you just feel like a sense of urgency of like oh my gosh I have to be posting I have to be constantly promoting myself and all of these other factors And then the reality of the situation, it's not so much about the quantity, it's about the quality. And so, you know, I've, and the new launch, and while I'm like working on the new branding and things like that, I've actually kind of stepped away from the urgency, uh, really looked at some of the inspiration that I found either through other, you know, agencies that I've always respected here in San Diego and looked at how, you know, their branding, how they're putting out their images and how they're actually really putting out not just, content to put out content but it's more quality and so yeah
0: (laughs) no I I think that's great I, I think that 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 you've achieved a good balance of being able to you know kind of pick and choose and and just gather things from different people without falling into that trap of saying well I'm not as good as them I'm not the same place they are I'm not you know I can't do that because they have all these followers or they have all this experience or the time that they've had you know, put in, or they have a large team doing these things for them type things. So yeah, is there um is there a quote that is really kind of a life mantra or, you know, you got taped up on a wall somewhere, <laughs> taped up on your laptop?
1: Yeah, I actually, I, when I, so this quote, taking it back to like my college portfolio days was my favorite quote. And I don't, I can't remember exactly where I heard it the first time, just cause that's before pinterest and all these quote graphics sure. actually became a thing so like if you really wanted to know a quote you either had to have read it in a book or like saw it on a poster or somewhere yeah. like social media was not really that much of a thing back then but it was a quote um it was the quote from eleanor roosevelt the future belongs to those who believe in the the beauty of their dreams hmm. i believe that was eleanor roosevelt
0: Have you, a little side note here, have you seen kind of a media storm around Jay Shetty?
1: I, you know what, I have, and I didn't really (laughs) know. I think maybe Jay Shetty
0: said that first, and then, no, I'm kidding. No. (laughs) The poor guy has been just lambasted across the world for stealing (laughs) all of his content, you know, Um, but yeah, and all these quotes that he uses, and then people like will screenshot you know, people that said that 20 years earlier, and and there's no attribution or anything. So yeah, it's poor guy. He's if he's guilty, great. You know, nailing to the wall. If he's not, then he's he's taking a lot of unnecessary abuse. But yeah, yeah. you said that, I was thinking, was it Eleanor Roosevelt or Jay Shetty? <laughs> yeah,
1: that. I'm like pretty sure it's Eleanor Roosevelt. Exactly. And the one thing that I love about this quote, and I actually have a notebook that I've been putting a lot of my my new inspirations and the new directions that I want to go in. But I found it in a store one day and it was just one of those like perfect alignment moments that I was like, yep. Like it was when I was in the process of really deciding, I'm like, is this the direction that I want to go focusing just on PR? Because again, I had, you know, some troubles really letting that go. And so when I found the book, I was like, yep. yep. Happened. It.
0: <laughs> okay. Remind us of that quote again, one more time.
1: It was the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams.
0: You know, she's got quite a few really interesting quotes. I mean, she was a very sharp lady,
1: mm-hmm. incredible lady, yeah, for sure. Exactly what she was talking about.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so, if you could go back a couple of years, uh, you know, prior to Brandesso launch, is there one? specific piece of advice that you would give yourself that you think maybe it would have been a game changer? I mean, other than kind of the, you know, niching down and define your audience and define your path, but is there any, is there one thing in particular that you would, you would focus on?
1: Um, I think I think the niching down is definitely the biggest uh, hurdle that I I wish if I would have known, I would have just like focused on it like a lot more back then. Um, But also maybe just understanding more, like maybe doing just some more due diligence or business research on like resources that are out there for entrepreneurs or, you know, like newly curated businesses. Um, I think that that's something that you just get so stuck in the actually like launching it and wanting to start doing the work that you kind of forget about the resources that if you would have nurtured those like educational pieces a little bit more then it might've like helped you out. Um, And so, I mean, I think business coaches were a thing back in 2016. Mm -hmm. I think that was maybe before the huge like explode of business coaches became like way too noisy on social Mm -hmm. media but um, I think if I would have known about potentially hiring somebody, I would have hired somebody while I was actually working in-house way before even thinking about the business idea because I probably would have known how to execute it a little bit better at the time versus while I've actually been in working both in and out of the business. So
0: So when you're you talk about resources, are you talking about like the kind of the support structure? like, Accounting, backend, email, that type of thing. Are you talking about more educational type resources or all the above?
1: Kind of all the above. So really understanding like marketing aggregates of like, you know, maybe putting out feelers on like Upwork or some of the other potential like similar outlets that have opportunities kind of there waiting for you. I think in the beginning I was just focused on like referrals and like actually making, you know, face to face connections, which are very important, which, you know, I got that in the beginning and it was fantastic. Um, But maybe understanding how to also kind of pitch and understand your scope of work and your offering from, you know, using those marketing aggregates to kind of hone in more on the pitch before actually getting to the pitching part.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Well as we as we kind of transition right now this is maybe my favorite part of the whole interview other than hearing your your backstory is the is what we like to call the rising tide micro course segment of, a, of our chat and this is where I kind of step out of the way and you're the professor this is you, you have the, the microphone and, and you frame this however you want to frame it but we're just trying to build a library of just quality kind of micro content for, people that are, you know, further behind on the, on the pathway than you are that you can kind of speak into, to your area of expertise. So Ashley, you have the, you have the mic.
1: Okay, perfect. Well, um, I am all about thinking about one, like what can you do to ensure that your brand message and your brand voice comes through with every piece of content that you're putting out there? So in a workshop or a workbook that I actually created, um, the first step that I think anybody can use to apply some certain tactics to help you find your brand voice is coming up with, you know, a number of descriptive words that represents your brand and how you want it to come across to your audiences. So giving brandesso and your Brandista as an, using them as an example Um, I put an emphasis on using energized, caffeinated, you know, coffee lingos. Um, We even threw in some like marketing drip to go into the cold (laughs) brew, the whole, you know, obviously using the way that you brew coffee in actually like physical form, it kind of applies to the marketing engine and the marketing funnels of how you need to drip from one entity into like all these five um, external factors. So I just think if you can do anything right now is think about like five to 10 descriptive words that every single time that you put a piece of content out there, it makes sense as to why it's relevant to your brand. Um, From there, I'm all about finding your brand roasts. So what type of roasts appeal to your brand and your business? Um, And so brand roasts to me from the content side of it is finding your content hooks so what is it that gives it it's fun it's flavor it's you know you uniqueness to your audiences so that's either inspirational posts it could be educational pieces such as this uh, anything that garnishes conversation with your audiences or your clients um, connection posts and or promotional because you know you do have to promote yourself sure. Um, and then from there, just actually like creating it. I think sometimes again, we get so stuck into everything being perfect, which sometimes all it takes is just, you know, putting some feelers out there and actually starting it. So if you're in a PR position or if you're in a social media position, or if you work with influencers, just reach out to them. I think a lot of people, we get afraid to actually like ask for help and maybe ask, things of other people, or maybe even ask things of ourselves. So if you want to reach out to somebody that's of inspiration to you and you maybe want to find a way that you could work together, just reach out. I'm sure that they will find it amazing that one, you took the time out of your day to reach out to them. Um, I know I'm that person. So anytime that someone like, you know, wants to like pick my brain for like five minutes about something, I think it's fantastic. I'm like anytime. (laughs) Um, or if you want to create content, like just take out the phone and get snapping. I obviously I do work with photographers and videographers because I love um getting some real good cohesive content like long term. Um, but it's like you can get really good content just by taking out, you know, a newer phone or just going out and finding very unique angles to show the behind the scenes of your lifestyle or the lifestyle uh behind the scenes of your business. Um I'm all about whatever feels right to you, go ahead and just like focus on it because it feels good. So if it feels good to you, most likely it's going to feel good to other people as to who you're promoting it to. So just kind of stay in that. Um, And then putting the buzz back in social media and media outreach. So again, strike up conversation with somebody who inspires you Uh, send a favorite request to your like favorite influencer and see if you can, you know, start a conversation with them share the news of a smaller, big win that you had last week. I think it's really important to talk about, you know, the successes that you experience as an entrepreneur or a business owner, or even if you're just working in house, I think if you, you know, have a win, I think that that should be expressed and chances are so many people would be very happy for you. Um, So just like, again, just don't be afraid to announce like something that excites you. Um, and then I'm all about being consistent, showing up, and then also never giving up. So wow. that's like a little that's a little bit of like tips, but then also inspiration.
0: <laughs> absolutely. I mean, <laughs> Which, I mean that's
1: that's kind of all my contents about is like I'm all about educating and things that you can do, but then you you need to be inspired because when you're creating creative work, if you're inspired, and again, if it makes you feel good, chances are that's going to resonate with the people that are actually seeing it. So,
0: Well, if you'll send me a link to that content, we'll make sure that, it, that it's in the show notes. And okay. man, I really appreciate you taking the time to just kind of kind of hone in and zero in on that and gave us, I mean, a very much a, a course in a, in like four to five minutes right there. I mean, it's <laughs> amazing just what you packed into that. But is there anything that we haven't touched on today that you, you want to uh, just kind of kind of end with today and just kind of wrap up that, uh, that I haven't asked you about.
1: Yeah, I think we covered a lot. Um, I actually, maybe this is a good conversation for you and I to have, but I am in the process of working on a, well, I have a a show, but it's like an in-person show. It's called Uh coffee, coffee babble (laughs) Yeah, and coffee again. Um, but it's just like a good way of me just to like, you know, show the support of other people. Like I'm, I'm one of those people that I'm like, I'm all about pay it forward. So if I find somebody who has a great message or a great brand that needs some extra attention, um, I'm all about paying it forward and actually bringing them on the show. So maybe you can give me a little intro. I know that your guests know all about you, but give me a little intro on you and then we'll get you on coffee Bevel. <laughs>
0: In almost 90 episodes, I've never had anybody turn the table on me like that. And she just she just pirated my show, people. Did you see that How how effective she just took over?
1: <laughs> I'm a good publicist. <laughs> she is a
0: great, yes, right. She's now going to fix my PR and she's going to change my background on my wall too. So yeah, that, that we can do so i uh, very short. Just, uh, I mean, I, I created this as a passion project that is designed for one reason and one reason only. I, I love to consume content around the startup space and I was running out of podcast content. I was, I was, I was um, listening to them so much, you know, driving back and forth to kind of my day job that I really was running out of stuff to listen to. And I thought I can do this. I love chatting with people and I want to just really provide a, a kind of a community that is designed to take people that are in primarily in early stages of their startup and how can we build community around that and just really help all boats rise in a rising tide and that's exactly what the what the purpose of this is so um, it's I'm I'm this is pre monetized so uh, but I do have another thing that we can talk offline that is um, that is about to be launched. That uh, I'd love to love to explore more with you, but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the whole the whole idea behind Rising Tide, and and um, and I reached out to you on Facebook, and and because so I thought it'd be just a good fit. And I appreciate you uh, you know, coming on the show today and just providing value and. Uh the micro course is going to be its own kind of separate entity in our library. And I know okay. that people are going to look at that and you're like I said, you're free to use this content however you choose to use it as well. You can repurpose it if you if you choose. But Ashley, thank you again for just playing your part and just helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Appreciate you having been on the show.
1: Thank you very much. I'm very grateful for this.